Welcome to the Gil Reads Comics Halloween Spooktacular. Tonight is a very special episode. And uh, part of that is because normally you're all used to seeing me with my brother Adam. And he's not around right now. You don't see him. So I know you're all a little bit worried about that. We'll get to that in a moment. First, earlier today, I slaughtered a goat. I used his blood to create a pentagram. And I performed a blood ritual so I could raise from the underworld some demons, minions. Let's introduce them. Got my little brother, Daniel. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm glad you raised me. Got my big brother, who you've heard him before, actually, if you listen to our, uh, our Punisher episode. Why don't you say hello, Alon? Hey, it's me, Alon. You may know me from the Punisher episode of Gil Reads Comics. That's right. We have, like I said, a very special episode. Um, you might not know this, but Thomas Edison, before he died, he was working on an advanced technology, a telephone that would allow you to contact the dead. Now, that's very important because Adam, he's no longer with us. He's, he's gone on to a better place. And we're going to use Thomas Edison's technology to call him up the spirit phone and speak to the ghost of Adam. Adam, are you there? Ooh. Gil killed me just so he could use his, this new event. <laughs> I'm just glad it worked. <laughs> and I'm assuming you're up in heaven because I don't think they have costume parties in hell. You've got your big Lebowski outfit on, your, your, your white Russian. The dude bites. So like <laughs> I said, very special episode lined up for tonight. We've got a few segments. And the proper way to listen is you got to turn the lights down and get yourself a bowl of candy and maybe light a candle, one of those like fall Halloween scented candles. Get in the mood. And to kick things off, we are going to be reading some horror comics, some old school, spooky, scary comics from the 50s. We're going to jump right into that. We've got some games lined up. But let's, let's, let's get into the mood by getting into one of these ghost stories. So we've got Amazing Ghost Stories, issue 15, released in December 1954, back when our greatest generation was running around reading comic books. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was all they had to do. That's <laughs> what so made them so great. So one of the things, that, the first thing you notice when you flip this comic open is they've got those old school ads. Like this one, it's got a little picture of a kid dressed up as a magician, and it says, Complete baffling magic outfit. 20 first class illusions for only a dollar. It's a great value. That's like five cents an illusion. It's not a very good <laughs> illustration. Kind of surprised. Right, because you think they want to set the tone that there's going to be some good drawings in this comic. And they start with this very disproportionate child. The audience member, you can you can only see like the side, the profiles of the audience members, but they look better drawn than the main kid in this picture here. Well, they're working on a budget here. If they're selling each illusion for a nickel, you've got to think they didn't have a whole lot to pay the artist for this. How many fingers does the kid have? He has, no, he has no, five. five. There's one pointing in a random direction. 
his right hand looks like a brontosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks kind of like an animal cracker. It was a magic trick gone wrong. <laughs> Let's not make fun of the disfigured child. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real child. Wait, sorry, the disfingered child. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He still has all five. Well, before we dive into some ghost stories, this does remind me of uh, third grade where my teacher wanted every student to say what they wanted to be when they grew up. And I said, I want to be a podcast host for a podcast about comic books. No, not really. I said I want to be a magician. And she laughed at me. Getting into the comic. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a little different from a, a typical Gil Reads comics where we summarize the issue. In this one, we're going to read the whole thing end to end. We're each going to perform a role. Lund's going to be playing the uh, strapping young gentleman. Sounds about right. Daniel will be the hapless damsel in distress. Sounds, Sounds about, about right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we both had that one locked in the head. <laughs> I'll be the narrator, of course. And Adam will be, you know, I don't want to spoil who Adam will be because he's going to be playing a sort of mysterious character. Well, now we know. That's true. Anyway. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> So to set the stage, the uh, the opening panel here is uh, a car driving with that man and woman we mentioned earlier in a horrible rainstorm, an absurd amount of rain. And it says, on a desolate highway, not far from New Orleans, a car moves cautiously forward against the elements. Then we see the title of this comic, Payment in Full. We'll never make it in this storm. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to cut you off right there. Thank you. <laughs> you you're overdoing it a little yeah. bit. Think about when you listen to the Harry Potter audiobook. Yeah. And when they do the female voices, they go, Harry. Exactly. Harry. Oh, that helps. Harry. We'll never make it. I don't know why I started going a little British. <laughs> Take it down a notch. We'll never make it in this storm. We should have waited till morning. <clears throat> why don't you relax? I'll take care of things. What should I do differently? It's, it sounds like you got some kind of speech impediment. Well, Whoa. <laughs> we, can one, one, we can edit that out. Think of like a Dick Van Dyke. Now, see here. All right, can I try it again? Let's, you know, let's move Keep on to going. the next panel. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it another try there. Moments later, the motor splutters noisily and goes dead. You'll take care of things, eh? By the time we get to New Orleans, the Mardi Gras will be over. No, it won't. We're going to... We're going to make ourselves a bundle of dough, like I said. <laughs> Leave it to me, baby. Yeah, that was better. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> good. It'll gradually come to me. So he gets out of the car, steps into this. I mean, it looks like a oh. flood. You wait here, Doris. I'll go up the road and see if I can find a house. And leave me alone? Nothing doing. We'll both go. That's good to see. In the 50s, you expect her to be more like, oh, I'll wait yeah. here. You go take care of things. <laughs> but comic books have always been more progressive. They've always been ahead of the curve. Let's go to the next page. Ten minutes later. See, it's important that we know it's precisely ten minutes later. <laughs> I'm soaked. There's a house right up ahead. I, I don't like the looks of it, Chris. It's so dark. What do you expect at midnight? Come on, we'll go up and take a look. Suddenly, they didn't have electricity back then. What was that? Oh, they didn't, have, they didn't have electricity back then. Yes, they did in 1954. <laughs> 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 when was Thomas Edison alive? 
In the it was 18... like the 1800s. Yeah, they, and... had, they already had the phone that could communicate with the dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Suddenly, a blinding flash of lightning illuminates the scene, and they're walking towards the house. It's this big, like, mansion-looking house, and it, for some reason, has a green hue to it. Chris, let's let's go back to the car. What for? We can dry off here. Come on. I don't mind walking back in the rain, Chris. Honest. Only let's not go in. I'm scared. I've been in the gambling racket too long to let an old house bluff me. The minute mm. I get this board loose, I'll prove it. I so love, he, he's I love. a gambler, and so he, he's willing to just go into the house. Right, so that's that's what the, there's. This is some character development here. He's a gambler, so you know he he could face down some pretty mean foes, and he's using a metaphor. I'm not gonna let this house bluff me. It's like the house, the house is trying to make you think it's evil, but everything's gonna be fine in there, probably. I'm sure that that's why they made a whole comic about it because everything will be just fine. <laughs> yeah, it ends on the next page. Oh, that's me. Say, look, a real old-fashioned fireplace. In just about five minutes, we're gonna we're gonna be as comfy as two bugs in a rug. Now, one thing I want to establish before we move on here: when they got to the house, they didn't ring the doorbell, they didn't knock on the door. They saw pieces of wood blocking <laughs> off the doorway, and this guy Chris just ripped them off. And they, I mean, they're breaking and entering here. Mm-hmm. Classic B and E. I have two points to make. Go ahead. Number one, it's funny to think of people in the 50s referring to something as being good old-fashioned. Because we think of stuff from the 50s as being good old-fashioned. And then the other point is, how do we know the wood isn't keeping something in? Ooh. Oh, oh that's a good point. Mm. Wait, so you think somebody boarded them? You think somebody else boarded up to ha- the house to keep something from getting out? Dead well, inside. Yeah, look, it's boarded up from the outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. And then we cut to, they didn't waste any time. He's wearing a, a pink robe. She's got a, a nightgown on. And what looks like an Academy Award, if I'm not mistaken, next to them. Yeah. And he says to her, See, you're feeling better already. By the minute the storm blows over, we'll head for town and the big dough. It, one good poker game and we'll be in the chips. <laughs> I don't know what big dough means. No, no big well, dough. head for town and the big dough. Right, there's a lot of money in town. Oh, okay. okay. They're going to go gamble, <laughs> and he's going to be... I got See, you. we're learning the terminology yeah. from back then, and I think we should all try and use it in our everyday lives. <laughs> when I'm at work, I'm going to say, hey, let's get to work so we can get in the be in the chips. <laughs> <laughs> People are just going to think you want a bowl of Lay's. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the girl's name again? I don't think we. I don't think the girl has a name. All right, Daniela, you're up. Okay. It was Doris, I think. Oh, Doris. Doris. Yeah, yeah, classic '50s woman name. Okay, Chris. <laughs> okay, Chris. I'm sorry, I was jumpy. No, no, no. It's more like, okay, Chris. I'm sorry, I was a little jumpy. Oh, you think she's mad? All right. Okay, Chris. I'm sorry, I was jumpy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't feel comfortable with next. This is gonna be I'd... good. <laughs> That's okay, baby. A little kiss and mm. <laughs> that, mm. Wait, why are you? Oh no, no, sorry, it's not. Mm. Mm. I couldn't see your thing was in the way. It's, it's not. Mm, it's e. <laughs> All right, let's pause for a second, just so I can make sure people follow what happened there. Uh, Daniel or uh, Doris, she was, she was, uh, you know, getting a little defensive. Like, I'm sorry, 
And the guy, Chris, he says, don't worry. I'm going to give you a little kiss, all right? And then she screams. Yeah. This hits a little close to home for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you hate to see that. What I meant was that. What do you think happened? Do you think he's disfigured or, like, something about him changed? Or does she see something over his shoulder? I, I, I would guess over his shoulder. You can see her eyes are facing beyond my character. Yeah. And I turned the page and I saw that she spotted something over his shoulder. I think you would have known. You're pretty good at catching on to these things. Yeah. All right, Doris, take it away. Hey, it's coming from the wall. What? What is it? Stop chattering and get over here. Beyond, behind me, fast. Well, you sounded a little scared there, yeah, but I, the stutter threw me off. Oh, he's scared. Well, he is scared, but he's trying to project confidence for his girl. Stop chattering and get over here behind me fast yeah now i feel like he's confident look it's taking shape it sees us slowly the glowing light takes on shape and form then glides forward into the room and in hollow tones addresses the cringing pair your weapon is useless but do not be frightened (laughs) so an old man just materialized out of the wall and floated forward but he says, don't be scared. It's going to be all right. Good. I knew he was there, by the way. Did you read ahead? I knew my character. <laughs> I seek your aid, for only those of flesh and blood can do what I ask. If you fulfill my request, both of you will be well rewarded. You, you mean you're a real spook? A ghost? Gee, he caught himself I... there. That S word? That? that S word that I'm Ooh. not even going to repeat. That's a little derogatory for a ghost. <laughs> so I think that Chris said it, and he was like, oh, I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I meant to say a ghost. Yeah, I'm surprised, Alain, you were willing to, to use the S word on, on camera right now. I am the spirit of Albert Landers. 25 years ago, Richard Oh, man. In this very room, my murderer still lives unpunished for his crime. But what what can I do? See, this is what I think. When the old man says only f- those of flesh and blood can do what I ask, he's a ghost. He's non-corporeal. That means he can't interact with the physical world. That's the age-old problem that a ghost faces. Like, how do they stand on the ground? They would fall right through That's it. That's what I was going to ask. I think if you zoom in, you see, you can't see his feet. I think if we could see his feet, you would notice he's not standing on the ground. He's, he's floating. So I think that he needs the two of you to do something for him that involves interacting with the physical world, probably punishing this guy, Richard Wilson. Hmm. It's up to you. Are you guys up for the mission? Yeah. Well, let's pa- before we flip the page, what would you do if this was you? And, you know, and you're, if you were in Chris and Doris's shoes... How would you respond to uh, this old man, this old man, Albert Landers? Hmm. He seems genuine. Yeah, he's non-corporeal, he though. What can he do for me? So uh, he, we don't know what he wants from us yet. Though. Right. Uh, and I just asked what we can do for him. So you want to hear what I, he has I, to say? Yeah, I mean, I would hear him out. If you asked me to actually, hmm. like, like, perform some crime on his behalf i'd probably do some more investigation on my own 
All right, let's let's hear him out. Look, yeah. quid pro quo. Listen, you use the Spider-Man approach. Basically, say I'll do what you need me to do if you let me take pictures of you and sell them to the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to understand that reference, listen to the episode where we cover Amazing Spider-Man issue three. First, remove this brick from the fireplace. Hurry, the minutes pass and I must soon depart. Where's he going? Hey, what does he mean, remove this brick? It's probably a secret uh, yeah. compartment or something in the fireplace. What voice do you think Chris thinks in? Probably right. a woman's voice. <laughs> I would, I would do it. More, I would do it kind of like this. Like, man, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Like you're whispering to yourself. Mm-hmm. Should I do a little bit of the? voice do the same voices before but more whispery so this is chris he's thinking to himself this is the craziest thing that ever happened but maybe there's an angle in this for me yeah i like that this guy's a little uh narcissistic he doesn't say this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me he says this is the craziest thing that's ever happened ever probably is well okay fine but then in the face of that he doesn't think like oh my god this is insane he thinks how can i get one over on this ghost here i think there's i think there's an angle here i can play (laughs) to chris's you cast cast the uh, character well go yeah (laughs) alone's like i can see a lot of myself in this character (laughs) no that was frank castle to chris's surprise the brick comes away easily reaching in his searching hand finds objects. Carefully, he takes them out and... It's a diamond necklace. It must be worth 50 grand. Oh. I assume that's... Oh, this is the and ghost. it's yours if you do as oh. I ask. After Wilson murdered me, he robbed me of my secret industrial formula. <laughs> Since then, he has claimed it as his own. The envelope you now hold contains the original papers proving the formula was mine. I hate so this when is this just happens. an episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold, hold the, the SpongeBob. He stole the formula and formula. Yeah, Wilson is plankton. Oh, <laughs> and so he would be Krusty Krab or Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Mr. Krabs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I hate when this happens, when people steal your secret industrial formula. Mm-hmm. I work in, in finance. I do a lot of work with Excel. And when someone copies and pastes my if statement, <laughs> like, bro, I spent all day on that nested if statement. I'm just going to take it for your own. <laughs> all right. So so this ghost, he handed over the secret formula to uh, – can we just name the characters? I, I keep getting confused. So I'm just going to call Chris. I'm going to call Malun. Mm-hmm. And Doris is going to be Daniel. Daniela. So oh, that's, your, that's your female name? Oh, yeah. So the old man ghost, Adam, he gave Alun the secret formula – and then Alun says, What do you want me to do? Take the envelope to the police in New Orleans. They will not believe you have spoken to the spirit of Albert Landers, but the envelope here contains the proof. They will see that justice is done. Don't worry. I'll take care of things, of everything. Now, a couple things I want to point out here. First off, the way that the, uh, the ghost phrases things here. He doesn't say that the police will never believe that you spoke to a ghost. It's no, They'll never believe that you spoke to the spirit of Albert Landers. <laughs> like, if there was another ghost, maybe they'd buy it. 
And no then way, Albert Landers. No way. And when a lung says, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. He's got the biggest S-eating grin on his face. Yeah. The fact that this ghost trusts him makes me it it's no surprise that somebody was able to steal the formula from him to begin with (laughs) (laughs) he totally deserves it seconds later when the spectral image vanishes you're not going through with this chris i'm afraid shut up and listen (laughs) whoa (laughs) this is our best break so far this thing can pay off plenty we're going back to the car it stopped raining Maybe the motor's dried out. I'll tell you while we're driving. What could be in a, in a letter that would prove the existence of a spirit? Wait, did, is, no, did it, he, it's, uh-huh. just, it's just the original formula. It's proving that he's the one who created it. Oh, it contains the original. The pr- yeah. Never mind. I, I, yeah, it okay. contains the proof that the formula was stolen. <laughs> I mean, he can prove that he's a ghost that exists just by showing himself to people. But they probably have like to probably come to can't that. leave the house. Yeah, yeah I don't think he can leave the house. Oh, come on. And maybe he can room. now that they ripped those boards off the front. Uh, uh. Yeah. Maybe I'll follow them. Well, so, okay, I asked the question earlier. What would you do in this situation? I'm assuming that you would. That your first thought when you see this ghost would be, how can I trick this ghost into making me money? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the car. Let's find out what Alun's secret plan is here. In New Orleans, an hour later... It seems like as a narrator, my main job is to just make sure you're aware of the time increments that are passing. In New Orleans, an hour later, the Mardi Gras is in full swing. And the scene here is like a parade. There's a guy dressed up as a devil, looks as happy as can be. All kinds he looks of like you, look. Looks like me, yeah. That's, by the way, that's the storyline here. I'm the devil. And Daniel, you can see he's got like a little pitchfork. He's my little brother. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the one. He's got these big inflatable horns on his head. All right, take it away, Danielle. I didn't get the costume instructions in advance. (laughs) Daniela. Where to now? First, we will call on this Wilson character. According to these papers, he was the spook's business partner. Again with that S word. It, it also keeps throwing me off when he says Wilson because I've been reading so much Spider-Man <laughs> lately and I'm watching Daredevil, so I keep thinking they're talking about Wilson Fisk, the kingpin. I, I think that every time, too. <laughs> Can we just say that it's Wilson Fisk? Yeah. All right. Which makes sense because he's the nefarious one who stole the paper. Mm-hmm. All right, Wilson Fisk. This is a crossover, unexpected crossover with Spider-Man here. Maybe that's Daredevil right there. The de- the devil right there? That's Daredevil. Hmm. All right, now back to my narrator duties. I mean, I have to let you know how much time's passing. 20 minutes later, in a fashionable part of town. This is it, baby. Get moving and remember, don't try to run out on me. Don't worry, honey. Wait, so is he worried that she's going to leave him? Like, go cheat on him? Is that what run out on me means? I think so. Okay, now, now my I have, I have some important narration here. Then, um, should should I be? I, I the, think uh, I should do the this other thing. old man again. Well, yeah. I want to play a character. I haven't gotten to be okay. me, so let me do all this right, one. All right. Well, wait, but there seems to be a more substantial one coming. I could be the butler, and then you could be this green guy. Oh yeah. Oh okay okay all right. You all see, right. he looks like a kingpin. Oh, maybe he's uh, not Wilson. the kingpin, a kingpin. All right. So as the narrator, when I said the word then. What that tells you is that the following panel 
takes place after the previous <laughs> panel. Oh, I thought it was a flashback. <laughs> so a butler walks in and uh, walks into a room where a Lun is uh, standing with a cigarette. And the butler says, It's impossible, sir. Mr. Wilson is not to be disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He'll, he'll see me. Tell him Albert Landers is calling on a, on a matter of life or death. A short while later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a new character here. Is this is this Wilson? Yeah, this is yeah. Wilson Fisk. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Kingpin. <laughs> He's the formula thief. Who the blazes are you? What are you trying to pull? Relax, Wilson. I'm here to do you a favor and make you a little proposition. I'll come right to the he's, point. He's is what is he sitting on Wilson's desk right now, or like on on top of his sofa? <laughs> it looks like yeah. <laughs> well, he's sitting there. He's smoking a cigarette. He's like he's taking a real power move right now. <laughs> he looks like he's posing as a supermodel on his desk. <laughs> yeah, just totally disrespecting him. I'll come right to the point. I've got enough information, Wilson, enough to send you to the chair for the murder of Albert Landers, and it's all in black and white. Then you know. You found out. Well, hold on a minute, by the way. <laughs> if I were Wilson, I would yeah, no. <laughs> just, just an immediate it. confession. Yeah. You should have just taped that. Right. I, you got you to deny, deny, deny. You didn't even say anything. <laughs> All you said is, I've got proof that you murdered someone. You found out. You've got the proof. How did you know? If, if he denied for a second, he'd find out that the proof is some, like, spirit in the house <laughs> that gave him a letter. <laughs> Wait, so what's your proof? You got to give the proof over. Well, I don't have anything. I just... Uh, well, now I do. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a, a ghost and he told me. <laughs> All right, then. Hand over the papers fast. And I pulled out my gun on him. Pointed my gun at him. Man, my character is... He's, he's pretty cocky for a guy having a gun held against uh, to him. I'm not that stupid. In the first place, I haven't got them with me. Don't squeeze the trigger. If I'm not back in half an hour, in a half hour, my partner will turn the evidence over to the cops. If, if it were me here, I'd put one right between your eyes right away. <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> End of <Wow>. comic. <laughs> Man, I got... You, it took you, you chose a terrible character. Three panels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I went from it's like, like decades uh, of deceit and deception, <laughs> decades of it, and it's all undone in three seconds. How much do you want? <laughs> Twenty-five thousand, and that's pretty cheap to save you from the hot seat. Suppose you get into some clothes, and we'll start moving. Right, because I'm wearing a robe right now. So he wants me to get dressed. And I, I do want to point out, this seems to have happened a few times, but you see that they, they keep running out of room in the word bubbles. I kind of have to squeeze it. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, is he wearing a dress shirt with a, a, a bow tie I, under yeah, there's a, a robe? Bow tie. <laughs> That's true. And a monocle. <laughs> he's not wearing a monocle. No, he's wearing glasses. Oh, okay. But they don't okay. have the stems. It's like Morpheus. All right, well, so I'm going to go get dressed. And uh, and when they arrive at the restaurant where Doris is waiting. Here he is, baby. It took a little coaxing. Coaxing. It's 50-50 shot. Coaxial. <laughs> Here he is, baby. It took a little coaxing 
but he's seen the light. It really didn't take a little coaxing. He kind of just asked, and I went, <laughs> never mind that. Let's see those papers. Oh, we got a new character here. This is a guy dressed up as a horse. Come on, fella. Join in the fun. And then a clown comes over and goes, Yahoo! Wee! <laughs> Jumping all over. Alone. Not now, sport. Be a nice guy. Beat it. I wish people still talked. <laughs> When's the last time you told someone to beat it? Uh, I don't think I've ever said that. Yeah. Hey, waiter. How about a private booth for my party? Adam, why don't you take the waiter? Okay, hold, hold on, hold on. At once, sir. Follow me. All right, and back to my narrator duties. <laughs> a short while later. Maybe now we'll have some privacy. Let's see that envelope. I've got the cash. Hand it over, Danielle. It's say, what's eating you? Behind you, Chris, we've been followed. So this is a this is a thing that happens to them a lot, it seems, where Alon will look at Daniela, and, and she'll get this big like surprised expression. He's like, "What's going on? She's seen a ghost over his shoulder again." <laughs> he doesn't get freaked out by like any strange-looking people. He just acts normal with them. <laughs> this is a private party, fella. Clear out before I toss you out. I'll give you three set. It's Landers. He's come back. The ghost is back. It's a, yeah, it's the old it's the old guy from earlier. Yeah. And he's got this like red glow behind him and he looks like he's wearing like the V for Vendetta costume <laughs> minus yeah. the mask. Yeah, he's got a big floppy hat on and a big robe that covers up his whole body. He looks he looks a lot more messed up than he did before. So he left the house. Hmm. Probably because he onboarded it. I have come back, Wilson, to accuse you who took my life. And these other two who deceived me. Wait, Landers. We were friends once. And still you killed me. Murdered me. Killed me. Wait. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, there's a fire. I'm getting lit on fire. Spontaneous combustion. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Don't leave me, Chris. Wait leaving his gal behind you gave me your word but your greed was as great as the man who murdered me you shall die with him <laughs> i love this phrase <laughs> nothing doing i'm getting the door it's jammed let me out of here let me out as the smoke fills the room a lun's bellowing <laughs> voice sinks to a sobbing whimper let's hear that uh, whimper Alun. <laughs> Last night, Adam and I were hanging out on the couch, and Alon fell asleep on the couch, and he made that exact noise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> then all becomes silent, except for the fierce crackling of the flames. 20 minutes later. <laughs> and then you see a random woman talking to a police officer. Are those three people? Are those three people dead, officer? <laughs> Uh, she does look like one of the women that would have like that fan, like fanning herself. <laughs> yeah. And then the cop says, that's right. But what beats me is that they could have walked out of there the same as you people did. The doors on those booths didn't have any locks on them. 
Ooh. Oh, that's like the that's, first supernatural thing that's happened. That's the end. The end. That's the. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. It says in the, wow. in the bottom right corner, a little huh. thing says the end. So it seems this is what we learned here. That ghost, he could not interact with the physical world except for locks. <laughs> he could lock doors, <laughs> and he could light well, fires. He could wear clothes. Yeah, he could wear the robe. He was able to start a spontaneous fire, and he was able to lock that door. It seems to me that if you wanted revenge on Wilson, he didn't need those two people at all. Well, maybe for some reason he can't remove wooden boards. Hmm. So this whole time it was just... <laughs> it was just well, like one, one piece of wood. Well, that's not, that's not the way he necessarily wanted to get revenge. He just, when he saw Chris and, or Alun and Daniela uh, betray his trust, he was like, screw it. I'm killing them all. Well, he actually wanted justice, right? Like, he wanted the guy to bring it to the police department. And he's a ghost. Yeah. He can't walk into the police department. Oh. That's probably it. Like, he actually he's like, the good guy. He wanted, like, a legitimate you know, closure. There's to this. more nuance to this yeah. story than I realized. It wasn't a simple revenge tale. Mm-hmm. The only reason he burned everyone alive at the end is because <laughs> the, the betrayal, that pissed mm-hmm. him off. Yeah. And he was like, screw it. I'm killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. He can't go to police headquarters and hand them the envelope. That was located in that brick. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was gonna be a lot more. Yeah, I, I really. I mean, I saw thirty-eight. I thought there were gonna be a bunch more pages, and like, there's gonna be a little more development. It's an anthology. Wait, is there a part two? Well, no. This is an anthology with a bunch of different stories, and I, I will, we'll go to more of these stories. But I did want to get to, and I mentioned we've got some games tonight, some other activities. Um, so I think this is a good place for us to take a break and maybe play some spooky Halloween games. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. (laughs) Guys, I'm the devil. Satan, what does the devil like to do? Daniel? Plays games. Makes deals. Mm. How would you all like to make a deal with the devil? I'm down. Mm. A game of wit and intelligence. Trivia game. If you win, I will give you corporeal form and allow you to walk the (laughs) earth once again. You can be human. And you're always saying you want to be human, Daniel. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But if you lose, you're going to evaporate and just into nothingness. Damn, you're always saying you want to do that, right? It's going to work out perfectly. I have here seven questions that are related to Halloween, horror, and comics. And you have to get those questions right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no buzzer, nothing too fancy like that. Just each of you give me your answer. And if you get it right, you get a point. Mm. Whoever gets the most points gets to be human. <laughs> And the rest of you vanish into mist. Ready for the first question? Go. This combines my three favorite things. Halloween, Batman, and comics. <laughs> I knew it. Who is the primary villain in the classic Batman story by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale called Batman, The Long Halloween? Who is the primary villain? And this is multiple choice. Hmm. A, the Joker. B, Calendar Man. C, Scarecrow. 
or D, holiday? Scarecrow. All right, Daniel? I feel like it's a trick question, but I, I think I remember reading this. I think it's Joker. Adam. I, I wanted to say Scarecrow, but it feels too easy. The way you said holiday sounded so innocuous, but I've never heard of it. All right. But I'm going to pick holiday. Dan has an advantage I, here. He's, that's definitely wrong. He's spent 20-plus hours podcasting <laughs> with me. He knows how to get in my head. <laughs> he's right. Holiday. Huh. Oh! Now, Batman the Long Halloween was a very cool story. It was The first issue was released on Halloween in 1996. And then every month, they released an issue centered around the biggest holiday of that month until it concluded a year later on Halloween. In the story, there was a character who went by the name Holiday, this mysterious mm. serial killer that always killed people on a holiday. Who was Holiday, though? I don't want to spoil it. You've got to read it to find out. And this story was also well-known because it is considered the quintessential telling of Two-Face's origin, Harvey Dent. Mm. Let's uh, put one point is, on the scoreboard. Is his real origin in the comics similar to in the movie? Uh, similar. In the movie, he, get, he uh, his face gets burnt, right? In the comics, yeah. somebody throws acid on his face. What is widely considered to be the first horror comic series of all time? A, Return of the Mummy. B, Tales of the Dark. C, New Adventures of Frankenstein. D, Astonishing Tales of Terror. E, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Let's go with Adam first this time. Can you... Can you tell me the choices again? <laughs> you know what? It's too many choices. Right? Five is too many for you to keep in your Five head at once. Too many. I'm going to chop off E, Legend of Sleepy yeah, Hollow. That's that what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. You got Return of the Mummy, Tales of the Dark, New Adventures of Frankenstein, or Astonishing Tales of Terror. B. Mummy, Dark, Frankenstein, or Terror. Yeah, I like, B. I like B, Tales of the Dark. Alon, you're going with that yeah. too? All right, Tales of the Dark, Tales of the Dark, Daniel. D. Which Stein, one is D can again? I say he, one he, thing? He still wants to go with E, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, can, I, can I double down on E? <laughs> I'll say one thing. I think there's a chance the answer is A, Return of the Mummy, just because Return sounds like it's got to be a sequel. And so it would throw us off. Well, you could apply the same logic to New Adventures of Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, you all locked in your answers already. D. Mm. No, I locked in. I'm you have D, all yeah. taken one step towards oblivion. No, no, <laughs> nobody got it right. It was the New Adventures of Frankenstein, uh, oh, man. which debuted in Prize <laughs> Comics issue seven, December nineteen forty. And in this in this issue, the monster was called Frankenstein. Hmm. And you know, people love to point out it was the scientist named Frankenstein. Hmm. The monster never had a name, but in the comic book world, they said, "Screw it, let's call him Frankenstein. Make oh. it easy." Hmm. He lived in New York City, and his main enemy was Denny Bulldog Dunson. <laughs> a few years later, he found himself in the European theater of World War II fighting Nazis. Mm. And then when he came back from the war, he settled into small town life where he had delightful adventures with Wolfman and Dracula. <laughs> so it started out as kind of a horror series and then sort of took a comedic turn. So after he got back from the war, here's an example. He's sawing a... 
um, a coffin in half at a funeral. And the priest says, and so before we, oh, darn it. Oh, here we go. And so before we deliver H. Pocus, the magician, unto his final resting place, (laughs) his friends will fulfill his last wish. And to be sawed in half. Mm -hmm. That's the magician's, think about it. That's the trick of a magician. And he could do it for real because he's dead now. (laughs) Some some people dream of turning into mist and others dream of getting sawn in half. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number three. Which of these horror films is based on a comic series? A. Friday the 13th. B. Hellraiser. C. Nightmare on Elm Street. D. Army of Darkness. B. As Daniel says, B. Hellraiser. Alon? It's either A or D. Why can't it be B? Well, I don't want to say the same answer as you, even if you get it right. Uh, So you can see there's zero knowledge at play at the moment. It's purely a game theory. I I mean, Army of Darkness feels more like something that could have started in comics. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Army of Darkness. Adam, it's down to you. All right. I know it's not Army of Darkness. That's knowledge Uh, at play. Army, you know what Army of Darkness is? Which sorry, yeah. which letter was Army of Darkness? Ash. That was a D. Yeah, it's w- Ash, Evil Dead. <laughs> okay, I only remember the letters. <laughs> yes, our our beloved character Ash. Ash. <laughs> sounded like Ash. Uh, I, I I knew it was Ash. <laughs> it sounded like you said Ash. I yeah, they, he already said that. Wait, did everyone get it? The, there's Hellraiser. What were the other choices? Adam said E. Remaining. There is no E. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. All right, Adam, your choices were Friday the 13th, Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street, or Army of Darkness. I feel like it's Hellraiser, in part just because of how you said, just the tone of voice you used when you introduced it. Hellraiser is what I picked, right? B? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, it's not it? The devil is a trickster. None of them were right. (laughs) Oh, shit. oh come on! <laughs> you all fell for the trick. <laughs> Wait, so it was he? No, there was no. There was no. Uh, you, you, the only you had to know that none of them were right. <laughs> I mean, you guys, who shakes hands with the devil? <laughs> That's on you. But don't worry, you got this four more questions. <laughs> I think Adam, the... Adam should lose a point. Yeah, Adam should lose a point. All right, so Adam is zero. You both have negative one. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right. Which of these is not the name of a blood-sucking vampire? A. Wait, wait repeat the question. Which of, of a these blood-sucking vampire? Uh, yeah, which of these is not the name of a blood-sucking vampire? What's the universe of vampires? That, that's very particular like, vampires. These are vampires that have been in comic books. <laughs> And they suck right. blood. Some of them. I'm not going to repeat the question. No, it's again. only blood sucking vampires. <laughs> I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have said anything. I could have had an advantage. A. Morbius. B. Morlin. <laughs> C. Mannheim. Or D. Dragonetti. I hate you. <laughs> Do, 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 do either of you know what any of these things are? Really? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, one's going with A. What do you, Daniel? 
<laughs> Wait, have, have either of you actually heard of any of these things? I've heard before? of one of them. I have a question. Are these names of like species? Species? species these are of, like vampires. Or these, these are like characters. No, these are character names. Like Daniel could be on this list, or like Dracula could be on this list. Okay. Um, Dragonetti was one of the options. Yeah, Dragonetti. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with which one's not a vampire. Which a one of these is not a vampire? A blood not a blood sucking vampire. vampire. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Dragonetti. Okay, Adam. Dr- Dracula. Dracula. You got it, Dragonetti. Can you repeat them? All right, Morbius, <laughs> Morlin, Manheim, or Dragonetti. I'm going with Morbius. All right, that's what Alun picked, which shocked me. Because Morbius is a very popular vampire in the Spider-Man series. In fact, Jared Leto will be soon playing him in another Sony-produced uh, Spider-Man spinoff movie. So he is a blood-sucking vampire. Well, I knew he was Wait. a vampire. He sucks blood. He, I, yeah, that, okay, we know I was, he sucks I was just blood. guessing that. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't remember. So you're all. So I'd never heard. Right now, all three of you, there's like mist floating off you because you're starting to disintegrate. <laughs> it's like, you know, Mine was right. The future when his you arm is starting to disappear. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're losing limbs right now, but they'll grow back if you win. Mm. They just won't be as strong as they were before. <laughs> uh, the answer was Moreland. Close. Mm. If any of you listened to last night's episode of Gil Reads Comics, you would have known that. <laughs> because Moreland is a vampire, but not a blood-sucking vampire. <laughs> he sucks out totem totemic energy. So Obviously. you took it upon yourself to to make a trick question out of something we would never have known anyway. <laughs> Actually, no. Like I said, if you listened to of... the episode, you would have known it. Didn't you release the episode at like 3 a.m. last night? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us work jobs. All right, I have a good. I've got three more questions. These ones, I think you've got a shot at. A one or any he, of us? He looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have a shot at any of these questions? Actually, I was glancing down. I have a little video window where I can see myself. I was looking at me. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Which of the following scary characters has Archie? Not crossed paths with. Alun <laughs> actually watched that show. No, no, this isn't a TV show. No. This is a comic book. Okay. You know Archie, right? Yeah. Redheaded, you know, America's sweetheart. Well, there was like the TV <laughs> show based on it that Alun watched. Riverdale. Alun never one, watched one it. One episode. Yeah. Oh, I thought you watched the whole thing. I can't. All right, ready? Predator. Sharknado. Jason Voorhees. Or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which of those spooky characters did he not cross paths with? Adam. Some of them I know for sure he has. Which ones? The first two options were the first two options were Daniel, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> well, he's about to tell us. Do you do you want to turn this into a working together thing? No. Well, how about this? I'll make you a deal. If you just sign off right now that one of you Permanent damnation. The other two can work together. <laughs> Nose goes. Alan just doesn't well, know what's going well, on. You can't trust the deal with the devil. Yeah. See, he's yeah, smart. You're right. You're right. I'm going to give you five points. I'm not, I'm not making another deal. We've already made one deal. Yeah, you guys are way in over your head right now. You guys feeling the heat? Okay. So it's, I mean, the Sharknado thing sounds just weird. But why would you add it there? Unless you're, you're trying to throw us off. Wait, Adam, what were you saying there? Jason Voorhees, Sharknado. Predator. Oh, I know. Predator. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina. Yeah. 
Owen's, Owen's gears are those turning. First three, those first three are all unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, are they? Uh, <laughs> are, are they unbelievable? I'm going to go with Sharknado. You know what? I feel like it's it's so out there that it's it's probably one of them, but I'm going with Sharknado. All right. Daniel, I gotta you gotta lock you down here. You gotta pick one. I'm trying to see if I can see the answers in Gil's eyes reflecting off the, the phone. The answer is not written here. I just remember uh, the answer. Okay, the options so Sharknado, Predator, Predator, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and uh, Jason. Uh, Jason. I'm hey, gonna, it's my turn. I'm leaning for Predator. Well, I mean, now. We don't, we're not really taking turns here. All right, go ahead. Predator. All right, it's down to a one. An idiot. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah it's too But late. how did they You've even get the rights to like Predator? They made it. They shook hands with the devil. It's locked in. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. You went Sharknado. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna say that because it's like, why would you? I can't get I can't get in the head of the devil. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say Sabrina. If you had listened to the unreleased uh, episode yeah, yeah. of Gil Reads Comics, you would have known that he did cross paths with Sabrina. Yeah. This whole episode, this is just the, Gil shaming all of us. Did you say the unreleased? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How would I listen to that? He never met Jason. Uh. He did meet Sharknado. And he recently <laughs> met Predator, which was a shockingly violent issue. I heard it was great. I never read it, though. Hmm. The devil and, doesn't uh, have time to read comics. I'm too busy torturing people hmm. like i'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> all right this, this one is all happening you guys are gonna get this one right i, I do feel like i'm in hell good hey, you know what this this question has two answers and if you get one of them you don't get any points no if you get one i'll give you a point so you have a chance here for two points the joker in many comics his real name has been revealed but every time it's revealed it's different they haven't really picked one and stuck with it. All right, so I'm going to list out some names of the Joker. Two of them have never been given as his real name. The rest of them have been given as his real name, either in a comic or a movie. All right? A, Jack Napier. B, Melvin Reapin. C, Jerome Valeska. D, Jokey McJokeface. <laughs> right. What was the question? It was which has been, That's which, have or not which been. hasn't been. <laughs> Jokey McJokeface. <laughs> Two of these names have never been given oh, as God. the Joker's real name. <laughs> Jokey McJokeface. That, that's like Bodie McBoface. Yeah. Or E, Arthur yeah. Fleck. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you asking us between those two? No, no, no. No, he gave us five of them. Yeah, yeah but why didn't you didn't... just say two just now? Because I stopped, and then I finished the last two. Okay. <laughs> Jack, Melvin, Jerome, Jokey, or Arthur. <laughs> Wait, uh, sorry, there are three now? No, no, I just <laughs> named five. <laughs> Can Bodie, you write Bodie them? McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. His name is and Jokey McJokeface. Bodie Yeah, I'm going to subtract a point. <laughs> All right, we need to lock down some answers here. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, – can you run through them again real quick, and I'll just tell you which ones as you go through. Jack Napier, yay or nay? N uh, nay, that's not my answer. Melvin Reapin. 
Yay, that's one of my answers. Jerome Valeska. Yeah, yay. And then nay to the rest. Okay, okay. So you you picked so you're saying that Jokey McJokeface was one of the names. <laughs> one of the names. All right, and you said Melvin and Jerome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Adam. Okay. All right. I I think Jokey McJokeface is one of the fake ones. And and can you please tell me the other ones again? Jack Napier, Melvin yeah. Reapin, Jerome that Valeska. One. Melvin? B. I, I think Melvin is also. You're going Melvin and Jokey. All right. All right. All right. I'm saying Jokey. And can you read me the la- the two before that one? Melvin Reapin and Jerome Valeska. What was the one before Melvin? Jack Napier. I'll go with the second to last one, right before Jokey. So you're going Jerome yeah. and Jokey. Yeah. You just got two points, my friend. Oh, I said Jerome, though, right? You got one point. I got one. All right. And Adam, you got one point. Oh, but you subtracted one from me. Nah, nah, you're good. Adam, we're tied. Adam and Alun are tied. You can make a deal with the devil. Um, Are we tied for like Alun, you almost fell into a trap there because you were looking at this and you were thinking Jerome Valeska. Gil, I watched the show Gotham, and there's a (laughs) character, Jerome Valeska, who is, it's very heavily implied that he becomes a Joker. Well, if you kept watching one, you would have seen that he died. And he sent poison gas to his brother. And then that gas infected him, and he became the Joker. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. No one's the Joker on that show yet. Uh, I've never watched <laughs> I've never watched Gotham. <laughs> All right. It's come to this. <laughs> but I knew Jack was one of them. Jack yeah. Napier. Oh, I yeah, knew for a fact. Jack Napier was the name of the Joker in the 1989 Batman film, played by Jack Nicholson. Hmm. Melvin Napier, a Reapin. By the way, Reapin is Napier backwards. Uh, Melvin was his name in Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, a comic from the early 90s. I made up Jokey McJokeface. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded so real. Oh, and this is a good one. Arthur Fleck is the name of the Joker played by Joaquin Phoenix uh, in the new Joker film. And some people think this is an inside joke because who played Batman? Ben Affleck. Mm. Arthur mm. Fleck, A. Fleck. It's clever. Mm. It's anybody's game right now. Adam's got two points. Daniel's got one. Alun's got two points. If Daniel wins this one, it's a three-way tie, and you all die. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing. All right. This one requires some background, so you got to pay attention. We're going to crack open the history books. We're going back to 1954, the height of comic hysteria. Dr. Frederick Wortham published a diatribe against comics, which wild up an uproar among parents, teachers, and others to call for censorship of comics. He released a book that made several claims. He said that horror, crime, and other comics were a direct cause of juvenile delinquency. He claimed that the comic book industry strong-armed vendors into accepting their publications and forced artists and r- artists and writers to produce content against their will. He claimed that comics stimulated sexually deviant behavior. In fact, in an interview that he published in his book, one young comic reader confessed that he wanted to be a sex maniac. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that he was a sex maniac. He also said that comics promoted homosexuality by pointing at the Batman-Robin relationship. He called it a homosexual wish dream of two men living together. And he observed, this one's hard to deny, 
that Robin is often pictured standing with his legs spread and his genital region <laughs> evident. That's true. The old evident genital region. <laughs> what year was this? This is most alarm. This is 1954. And people, people read this book and they were not happy. They agreed with him. And this was probably the most alarming. Wortham contended that comic books turned children into deceitful little beings. Looking at you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> they read funny animal comics in front of their parents, but the moment they leave the room, they start reading horror comics. What was the name of that book that he wrote? <laughs> A. Comics and Juvenile Delinquency. B. Corruption of the Youth. C. Feeble Minds and Fornication. <laughs> or D, Seduction of the Innocent. I got a guess. All right. I think it's D, Seduction of the Innocent. You read them again. A, Comics and Juvenile Delinquency. B, Corruption of the Youth. C, Feeble Minds and Fornication. Or D, <laughs> Seduction of the Innocent. I'm going to go with C. Feeble minds <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> One might call that the I Jokey McJoke face. I think that's the name of one's podcast. <laughs> yeah. On this episode of Feeble Minds and Fornication, <laughs> FMF for short. All right. So, Adam, you're the last one to go. Yeah. I think it's comics and juvenile delinquency. And so the devil, he respects people that break the rules. <laughs> Daniel looked at my phone earlier before we started the game. No. The game was rigged from the start. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that was the answer. You don't you have the answer. You... No, but so I, I, I saw Gil's phone, and I just read out Seduction of the Innocent, and Gil freaked out so much. I figured that must be the answer. <laughs> it can't just be one of the options. Well, I don't know what to do here. It's a tie game. <laughs> hey, I cheated. That's got to give me extra points. With the devil? That's like what the devil wants. Stop smacking your hand on the table. No, it's my like <laughs> thing, you know? People right. will know it's me on the podcast. We have a tie game here. We have to do a tiebreaker. Did you think of one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of one right now off the top of my head. <laughs> when I was a kid, what was... Okay, here we go. When I was younger, a child, I was home without my parents, our parents, because we're all brothers. And our oldest brother, who's not here right now, he's taking care of his children, he caught me doing something in the closet. <laughs> 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 and he threatened to tell our parents. <laughs> what was I doing? How old were you? I was... Uh, Let's say late <laughs> middle school. <laughs> oh my god! What time multiple was choice? Uh, oh, is it multiple choice? <laughs> oh, then I have to think of four things. <laughs> All right. Um, so let me say so this: the alternative I think... is we have to think of one <laughs> possibility. All right. Wait, were you going to say something? You can reward say, whichever one's closest. Whichever one's closest. <laughs> Sleeping. All right, sleeping. Sleeping in the closet. Daniel. And then he came out of the closet later. Uh, I think, I think you were like reading something you weren't supposed to be reading. <laughs> okay. Like what? 
let's not go down that road. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just anything that you weren't supposed to be reading, yeah. Yeah, it was something that Wortham, the doctor, would yeah. not be happy with. Something that was seducing <laughs> the innocent. Adam, what do you think? Um, can I ask a clarifying question? No. Uh, never we already said. Well, our, if you do, we change our answers? If, what yeah. closet was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was the closet in my bedroom. You're like... Like your most your la- your last bedroom. Yeah. Oh, oh, up in the attic. Mm-hmm. That's a small closet. <laughs> I mean, he caught and and he caught you doing something. <laughs> is this Halloween related? Why were you doing it in the closet? I mean, you have your own bedroom. Obviously, I didn't want anybody to know about it. But you have the bedroom, <laughs> and you got a lock on the bedroom door. You guys, see, this is the problem. You're all jumping to an answer. I think, Alon, you can read people, and you didn't use that skill. You could have thought this through. But now it's Adam's turn, so. And I'm, I'm taking my time. Eating? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> He's eating candy. <laughs> what was this? Wait, wait. Tell it me was Halloween related. <laughs> What, Adam? What was his reaction again? He said, I'm, t- I'm telling your parents. Oh, my God. Mm. You know, I do think it involves eating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're eating something forbidden. You're eating Halloween candy. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the problem is you already locked in your answer. <laughs> oh, <Nope>. come on. <laughs> Wait, no, I want to put in Halloween candy. But he too. asked clarifying yeah, he asked questions. That's not fair. You were eating Halloween that, candy. The, the devil likes those who inquire. You're just making up things the devil likes. I was eating apple pie. <laughs> Most people are doing something different with apple pie when they don't want they want to find out. <laughs> you're uh, eating you, apple pie in the closet. Like, I am the devil, but even you're taking this into territory that even I'm uncomfortable with. You're sitting in the dark. Like was the, was it was the lights on in the closet, or was it in the dark so nobody would know you were there? And you're just in the dark Wait, eating apple like, pie. <laughs> Wouldn't someone question where the apple pie went? I didn't think the whole thing through. I panicked, all right? Did you warm up the apple pie? I'll tell you what happened. I don't remember all the details. <laughs> yeah, you do. But I wanted to eat apple pie. And I knew I wasn't supposed to do that because I was overweight as a child. So Oren walked in the room. Oh I panicked because I ran to the closet. <laughs> but he heard the closet open. And he's like, why did I just hear the closet open? Oh, my God. And then he found the apple, half-eaten apple pie in the closet. This is true. <laughs> this is true. At this point, if you were late middle school, you're like 15. So this is 25-year-old Oren is saying, I'm going to... Oren's not 10 years older than oh, me. Oh, he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> well, if he's 10 years older than you, does that, that doesn't mean he's 10 years older than all, right. all of us. The devil feels judged. You have all disappeared into mist. <laughs> we're taking a break. <laughs> I've reached into the ether, and I pulled Alun's soul back into existence after that trivia debacle. And we have a new, a new face, Vince. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I don't really know what I am today, but he's wearing a Moroccan hat, <laughs> and, and I brought my knife. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable that Alun's holding a pitchfork, and I know I pissed him off earlier, and Vince has a butcher knife, and they're both <laughs> staring at me. <laughs> And I don't have my pitchfork anymore. It's back there. So what do you think about my hat? 
I think it's awesome. It looks like uh, an upside down cup. <laughs> I, I like it. I'm just worried. Do you, do you need your headphones? Can you fit them over the hat? Just, let's see what. Let's see how this goes. All right. So he's putting the headphones. For those of you that no. are just listening, you know what? I think it's just gonna be too distracting. Oh, we're losing the hat. I'll leave it right here though, so you guys can remember me. Well, don't put it on the wire though. I won't put it on the wire. Yeah. All right hat has been placed on the table and now we've got headphones so that blood ritual i performed earlier to raise you demons to join me on this show today it's wearing it's wearing off you guys are disappearing oh no but i convinced for you listeners i made a deal to extend their stay on the ethereal plane just for another little bit so we can tell one more ghastly bone chilling story because you were getting in the Halloween spirit, but you weren't quite there yet. This will get you there. Vince, I want you to be the narrator. Ah. I'm going to be the uh, the actor. There's a character that's an actor in this one. And Adam's going to be an aunt. We're going to call her Aunt May. I don't think she is Aunt May. And this is from the same book we were talking about earlier. It's an anthology, so this is the next story. Vince, let's start the narration. Okay, so point to where I should read <laughs> <laughs> the first line on the page <laughs> previous first <laughs> he's reading the navigation buttons oh all right I got this movie actor Derek Lane that's me I'm Derek Lane Derek Lane thought he could get away with anything even it, murder it's true but he found that there was no escape from the stalking doom. Yes. All right, now describe the scene. So, there's a cat on this old lady's lap and a man in a suit pointing down to a book on the table in front of her. And there's a moose in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a moose head on the wall. Yeah. It's a little bit different than a moose. <laughs> so that's, that's Derek. That's me. Honest. Is it just me, or does does that lampshade look like a like a rib cage, like a sternum? Oh yeah, I mean a little bit. I I think that's coincidental. This aunt, yeah, there might so. be. I think there's more to Aunt May than meets the eye. Oh, it's Aunt May. She's killing people and using their flesh to create <laughs> furniture. <laughs> Those are bones. Honest, Aunt Clara. Johnson fired me and threw me off the set. He hates me because I was stealing the picture. I. You were drunk. <laughs> He warned you that he wouldn't put up with that anymore, Derek, and neither will I. Everyone's against me, even you. You care more for that cat than you do for me. Of course, because I know my cat loves me. That's why I'm not afraid to live here alone. Saki will protect me. You have money, Aunt Clara. Why must you live like this, alone in this big old house? You didn't come here because you're concerned about me. You're not getting another cent, you parasite. My mom said the same thing to me last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's me talking, not not the character. Mm -hmm. And now I'm back in character. You mean so much to me, Aunt Clara. I... I know exactly what I mean to you. Someone who gives you money. But you'll not get another cent from me until you inherit it. That's final. Now get out! She shouldn't have said that. 
She's basically saying, I'm not going to give you money unless you kill me. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, narrator. Hours later. And then I'm thinking to myself, this is a thought bubble. If Aunt Claire were dead, I'd have money. She's old and weak. What if, wait, by the way, before you go on, took him an hour to think of this. <laughs> she says to him, you're not going to get no, my not, money. Not an hour, hours. <laughs> she says, you're not going to get a cent from me until I'm dead. And he's like, wait a minute. Two hours later. Hold on. I'm almost on to something here. Three hours later. If she dies, <laughs> an hour later, I get money. <laughs> oh, you got to set the scene, though. Hours later, where are we at? Hours later, it looks like he's at a bar, grabbing a drink. Bartender's right next to him. Is he smoking a cigarette? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's just thinking. He's got his hand on his chin, um, just pondering. Right. If Ame dies, I get money. She's old. What if? Who wants to be the bartender? I'll take that one. Uh, bartender says, hey, Mac, we're closing up. How about it? Now, this offends me. So I say to him, you'll regret talking to me this way. I expect my inheritance. And what do I do here, Vince? Did you point to his chin or grab his neck? I grabbed his neck. Ah, okay. He pissed me off. Well, his collar. Yeah, you grabbed his collar and pulled him close. I expect my inheritance. When I get it, I'll, I'll buy this place and have you fired. Come on, pal. Beat it. And now I'm out of there. I'm walking, right? Yeah. What if she were to die tonight? What if she were to die tonight? With her out of the way, I'd be rich. Rich. Now, funny thing here is we established earlier that I'm capable of thinking. There were thought bubbles. <laughs> but this is out loud. It's a, it's a, I'm saying this. I like the light. Kind of gives like a bright idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. See that? I'm walking in front of a street lamp, and it's on right next to my head. So it kind uh, of symbolizes yeah. having an yeah. idea. I did want to make a connection between this and the spider-man video game though oh yeah yeah i noticed in the spider-man game every time somebody talk every time somebody should be thinking something in their head you can see their lips moving it's really weird <laughs> so when you're like mary jane sneaking through a facility around a bunch of bad guys you, she's like if i could push one of the push that button i could distract the guards with that sound <laughs> but if you like rotate the camera to her face, you can see her saying it out loud <laughs> when there are guards right next to her. It's like uh, <laughs> the TV show Dexter. The whole show, he's a serial killer. He's getting away with it. There's tons of narration in the show. <laughs> he's sitting in his lab. He's like, tonight's the night. I'm going to go kill someone again. What was that, Dexter? <laughs> you just say you're going to kill someone? I think they heard me. You know you're talking out loud, right? <laughs> Narrator. Derek Lane's evil plan drove him back to the old mansion. And now again, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. <laughs> Aunt Clara forgot that I have a key. I announce as I walk into her house. <laughs> In the bedroom of his helpless victim. What's going on here? And it looks like he's got her stuffed under a pillow as Adam is describing. Another few seconds and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like she's dead. <laughs> and now I say, just to nobody, the long sleep, Aunt Clara. Rest well. Now, 
to complete my plan. <laughs> and you have to say it in the evil villain voice yeah, yeah. like that. I forgot you, Saki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a cat in the scene now. He just let a cat in to the into the apartment, to the house. And what's the cat do? Yeah. Smack? <laughs> no, the, the cat attacks me. And then I smack the cat with a, oh, oh, that's what's looks like on. a poker from like a, a yeah. fireplace. Yeah. And I say, there, you demon. <laughs> now it's on fire? The hu- Soon the room was in an inferno. <laughs> he, looks, he looks inflated oh, he so, in this maybe picture. Maybe he knocked a lamp over. <laughs> so the room is on fire. Th- yeah, he knocked the lamp over or... And I'm, I'm running away, and for some reason, it looks like I've grown three times in size. <laughs> I'm like yeah. this big fat guy all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And then narrator, you have to do your sworn duty. Minutes later. <laughs> so I'm, I'm outside now. I'm looking back at the ma- the mansion. It's all on fire. Is that still you? You have like a yellow suit now. Yeah, I've now shrunk back to my <laughs> normal size, <laughs> and I'm now what? glowing. Why does it say minutes later? You seem standing outside the house. <laughs> Staring at the house on fire. It's pretty Wait, so, obvious he just left. So first he's running away from the house, and then he just stands next to the tree right by the house yeah. well, so in the, a different colored suit. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, the editors were looking at this, and they say, hold on a minute. You're telling me he teleported out of the house? You got to write minutes later, or else how are people going to know? Oh, so he's still in the house in the scene before that. With yeah. The, with yeah. The, that's the draper. Okay, gotcha. Right, so, it I'm felt in- like he was outside for some reason. It's you know it's I kind of get it now yeah yeah <laughs> I just I'm just cut the artist some slack they're giving these things away for you know it was like a nickel a comic back then. I'm just saying could try a little harder <laughs> well I look back at this 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 mansion on fire and I say it's going up like a tinder box there won't be a trace of evidence once the fire is out of control I'll clear out before the alarm is turned in I mustn't be seen here man it must have been so easy to commit crime back then. Yeah, no cameras. Yeah. What does it mean for an alarm to be turned in? I guess it's for it to be reported. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But one victim escapes Derek's murderous plot. Who escaped? That was me. It looks like, what? Did the cat have a name? Saki. Saki. Saki escaped. Made it out alive. That's a nice name. That damn cat. He's a black cat. All black, right? Yeah. 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 A week after the tragedy, Derek is summoned to the offices of his aunt's attorney. You want to be the attorney? Oh, Miss- you guys have been getting all the parts here. All right, fine. All, I was I was a cat. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all I got so far. All right, you could be. The I'll lawyer. be the you lawyer. Could be the lawyer. <laughs> attorney, sorry. Attorney. Yeah. Mr. Lane, the terms of your late aunt's will. And now I've decided to start thinking in my head instead mm-hmm. of out loud. Poor Aunt Clara. I wonder how much she left me. (laughs) (laughs) Leave you a legacy of $400. The rest goes to charity. Uh, $400? Wait, no, no. I I can't believe it. Excuse me, Mr. Barber. Is that what it says, Barber? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't feel well. I killed her for $400. (laughs) (laughs) And charity. And charity. That's true. It's for a good cause. (laughs) All right, next, we're on the next page. Somehow, Derek gets back to his dingy, furnished room. She cheated me. She robbed me. $400. A pittance. I'm drinking some alcohol, it looks like. 
She deserved to be killed. The stingy old... Oh, Saki! But you're... But you're dead! And then I... And then what do I do there? So he sees, he the, sees cat. the cat. He sees the cat in the, in the mirror, and then he throws the bottle that he was drinking while he was thinking about it before. Threw uh, it at the cat. Threw it at the cat, but it looks like he hit the glass. Is that a window or a mirror? So I thought... I, I saw the cat. I threw my glass at it, but I saw the cat's reflection, so I shattered my mirror. Uh, cat's behind me in reality. Gotcha. No, no! Get away from me, you devil! I... I, I've got to get out of here. Wherever Derek turns, the cat's blazing eyes hunt him. He knows Saki is stalking him, awaiting the moment of the revenge. The stalking terror. Mm. You're talking about the cat the whole time. Saki's following me around. That's what it is. I think maybe Aunt May is possessing that cat. Hmm. Soon. <laughs> what does that say? Soon the four hundred dollars is gone. gone. Squandered. Squat right? Squandered in a vain Squandered effort. Squandered in a vain effort to drown out Derek's gnawing. Gnawing guilt. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little blurry up there. And don't come back, you bum. So it's, it's like Derek, I'm getting thrown out of a bar or something. Yeah, he's getting kicked out of a bar. People walk by and see him getting kicked out. So I tell him, You don't understand. <laughs> The cat will get me. <laughs> I can't hide anywhere. How can I escape from a ghost? This is like that movie, It Follows. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Ha. Instead of pink elephants, he sees cat ghosts. That's one for the books. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been where the movie came from. It follow- cat mm, follows. Cat it follows. Cat follows. Derek sinks lower and lower until... Help me out, Mac. I need a cup of coffee. And I'm grabbing this random guy in the street. Take off, bum. Mister, I'm hungry. I... Derek Lane? Great Scott, man. What happened to you? So I'm a bum now. I'm homeless. <laughs> and so I'm wandering around, and this guy recognizes me. Johnson, please. Lou, help me. Give me a job. Anything. I'll sweep floors. I'll... You don't have to sweep floors, Lane. I didn't want <laughs> to fire you from my last picture. But you came on the set drunk. Help me, Lou. I won't touch a drop. I'll work hard. All right, Derek. There's a small part for you in a costume film I'm directing. Report to the studio tomorrow at 10. Pull yourself together. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Later. I thought they were happening at the same time. (laughs) I feel like a new man. I'll start all over. I'll forget the past. The cat. Saki. Cat's back. On the doorstep as he's walking back into his house. The tricks a man a man's mind can play. This isn't Saki. Saki's dead. Now he starts petting the cat. See, I've gotten over my fear. Everything's gonna be all right. The next morning. Good to see you again, Mr. Lane. Mr. Johnson is on set four. So that's me walking to the film set. Security guards letting mm-hmm. me in. Thanks, Tom. Go over to the costume department, Derek. They'll take care of you. Hey, mind telling me something about the part? It's only a bit. We show you getting placed in the Iron Maiden. You scream, we cut, and then show the Iron Maiden with the door closed. You know what an Iron Maiden is? It's an old torture device. It's a giant thing you go into and there's spikes. Yeah, it's like a metal... It, it's like a, a metal box shaped like a person. Yeah. The inside of it's full of spikes. You lay down in it. When they close it, 
Those spikes, they all stab you and you die. Mm-hmm. Go on, narrator. That's that, that's how you die? Yeah, and, the spikes stab you. Is it painful? You can see the picture. Yeah, but like, was that like a form of torture? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> no, people do it for fun. I didn't know if it was like instant. You know, they slam it. You probably wouldn't feel it that long. Uh, maybe they probably avoid any of the spikes going into your head. Oh, that would suck. Well, they probably no. position the spikes <laughs> just so that you can you can kind of suffer for a while. Every spike is positioned to hit a nerve center. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. As Derek takes his place on the set, hey, there's no chance of that thing closing on me. Those spikes give me the creeps. Don't worry, we have a man holding the door. Got him strapped in there, boys. Camera. Johnson, Johnson, that cat. And then there's a random guy getting attacked by the cat. Yep, and then it uh, looks like the guy lost control of the door. And so they're like, the door, he'll be killed. And then I'm in there. So this thing, the whole thing's going wrong, right? They're supposed to keep it yeah, open, yeah. but it's, sh- it's starting to shut on me. So I say, save me, save me, help. This damn cat. <laughs> this is smart cat, though. <laughs> He sees yeah. the Iron Maiden. He yeah, goes, yeah. I'm going to kill him with the Iron Maiden. <laughs> He's going to get the revenge. <laughs> As the heavy door swings shut. What does that say? Saki, Saki has avenged his mistress. And Derek Lane pays the penalty for murder. The end. Man. <laughs> and the cat licks his paw. Yeah. He, yeah. Cunning, yeah. Cunningly. Why did they use a real Iron Maiden? <laughs> And he's the cat is sitting on top of the Iron Maiden. The the guy's dead body is in there, and the cat's just licking its paw. <laughs> What's that scene to the right there? It looks like he's. Fruit. Well, it's just everyone there's freaking out. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. The the guy holding the Iron Maiden door, like his job to to protect the guy, he's wearing like a green dress and, <laughs> and like a, a burglar. Kind of looks like Robin. Eyes. Yeah, I was Robin. Yeah. That guy who wrote the Seduction of the Innocent. This is what he was talking about. <laughs> There's a lot of thigh here. A lot of thigh. <laughs> oh, so he was holding it with a rope. Gotcha. Mm. If I were interviewing people to hold open the Iron Maiden, I would, one of my interview questions would be, let's say you saw a cat. Mm-hmm. Would you let go and let the guy die? <laughs> and if they said yes, I'd say, well, I'm going to hire somebody else. <laughs> I mean, would you rather get scratched up or let the, let the door go? What? I mean, you'd I mean, in the moment, like we're talking you're about a man's scratch life. At the eyes, like, what are you gonna do? Look at him. Well, this was kind of a bummer of an ending. So I know what you're all thinking. It's kind of sad. Exactly. I don't want to be sad. I want to feel good. Yeah. I came here to be scared a little bit, but the devil, he can be scary, but he can be fun. Remember that episode of Buffy with that demon who was dancing, dancing and singing? Yeah. That's like me right now. Because if you flip the pages, there is a fun little uh, section of this comic book. I'm just going to keep flipping here. Here we go. There's a page here called Graveyard Guffaws, which is some (laughs) one-panel jokes. One-liners. Let's each maybe say one of them. I'll take the first one. There's two ghosts. One of them is yelling at the other one. And she yells at him, don't lie to me. I can see right through you. These ghosts are translucent. <laughs> uh, I'll take the next one. So there's uh, an adult ghost reading a story to 
uh, some baby uh, ghosts, children ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the adult ghost says, "Now shall we hear a real spine tingling human story?" Because normally <laughs> you'd say it's a ghost story, but right. they're ghosts. They read human stories. Yeah, it's clever. <laughs> Let's go to um, the next section, spirit spasms. Why don't you take, uh, Vince, why don't you take this one down here? All right. So it looks like, uh, what does that say on his desk? That, that really doesn't matter. Senator Apple. No, that makes, yeah, Senator Apple. So <laughs> Senator's office, uh, he sees a ghost in his office floating right in front of him. Did you advertise? Oh, hold on, hold on. What? The ghost is saying that. You got to read it oh, in your right, ghost right. voice. Sorry, I didn't know the ghost was saying this. All right, so the ghost is saying this to the senator. Did you advertise for a ghost writer? I said to read it in your ghost voice. <laughs> you didn't change your voice at all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you advertise for a ghost writer? There you go. Because ghost writer means somebody that writes a book for you, but ghost also means a spirit, an apparition. I got it. Let's end, on, let's end strong. <laughs> I'm going to read this last one. There's a ghost... <laughs> Looking at another ghost, and this other ghost is wearing pajamas. And he says, I felt cold. Because I guess ghosts are cold. Yeah. <laughs> the funny I'm thing just, is, his, just reading he's a ghost, so he's just got this like ghost tail thing, so it's just going through one of the pant legs. You can read the other one along. I'm not going to read them, but I'm just going to say, you can, from some of these ones we're skipping over, you can tell this was written a few decades ago. Yeah, there's uh, I, I don't feel comfortable reading this one, <laughs> but I will tell you if you go to comicbookplus.com, they have a collection of public domain comic books. And if you go to the horror category and check out Amazing Ghost Stories issue 15, go to page 26, <laughs> and there is a comic there that makes me a little uncomfortable. Here's a question <laughs> What does it mean when you say someone's like the black sheep of the family? Is it just oh, like you don't talk about them? He said it. I think so, yeah. Well, but I didn't say the joke. The black, the black sheep, sheep is is a, is a still that's a term you still hear. It's not it doesn't have really uh, certain connotations that you're worried about. The black sheep is the one that messes everything up, right? You don't talk about them, like in our family, Daniel's the black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we found him in a closet eating apple pie. We don't really talk about him. He's the black sheep of the family. I thought that was you. <laughs> you know. Well, thank you for joining us on tonight's spooky episode of Gil Reads Comics. I think I, I think that I had a lot of fun tonight, and I'm going to send all you spirits, you ghosts and ghouls. It was fun. Get out of here. Right, stop haunting us. Be gone. But first, you should say Happy Halloween to all of our all of our listeners. Happy Halloween. Should we just redo the whole thing? Yeah. Should yeah. we get like different angles and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> we should do this again sometime. For sure. Yeah. What was that? We should do this again sometime, you said. Oh, definitely. We should do it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Dude, we're going to do a Christmas special. That's going to be fun. Absolutely. Oh I, I can't wait we to, have that like, week to off. see what the set oh, looks like. yeah. I hope. Hmm? I'm afraid. Open the door. Open the door. Come on.
Daddy, can I go trick-or-treating? Hey, Vincent, can you take me trick-or-treating? I, I want to go trick-or-treating for candy. Yeah. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You're my dad now. You're my dad, Vince. Come with me to trick-or-treating. Are we going trick-or-treating again this year, Dad? Yeah, we can go trick-or-treating. Which house <laughs> are we going to? I want to go to that house with the mean cat lady. I want to kill her. I will go down to that damn house down there. <laughs> what? We're doing improv. I'm Vince's son. I love this room. I'm never leaving this room. You can't leave. I am the devil. I am the devil. I am the devil. <laughs> I'm the devil. I'm the devil. I am the devil. I'm spooky. I'm scary. What are, what's going on?